Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. He's got his younger brother. It's gonna be Jeff. The Queen rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made so separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 402 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real live brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. And Scott, we might as well call this man our other brother. This is Brian from the legendary LJN Podcast. Brian, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Hell yeah. You're like our long lost brother, dude. It's like, you know, from like another town over, you know, stuff like that. Milkman situation could be going on. We don't know. <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, every time I talk to you guys, there's so much in common and it's just such a, it's such a fun time. So really appreciate you. For sure. Yeah. Us and Tim. I mean, we could be like the four oh. horsemen of uh, 80s collecting wrestling figures. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Tim's in uh, Hawaii. Shout out to uh, Tim. He might be back by the time you, uh, you drop this, but uh, he's uh, he got an early birthday present or present early fiftieth present from his wife, and so they're in they're in Hawaii having a great trip. So if he comes back, he may decide to stay there. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. If he comes back, like you say, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Happy we're, birthday, Tim. We are the four horsemen in our forties. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, until for another few weeks, <laughs> and then Tim <laughs> jumps over. Yep. Yep. And I got another few months, and that's it for me. Yep. And I'm right behind. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I never thought I'd say at 44, I'm the baby of this group, but here we go. There you go. <laughs> we can't even call ourselves the 40 year old horseman. <laughs> uh, Brian, would you like to get any of your plugs out of the way? Oh, uh, I will say uh, just congratulations on 400 episodes. I know 400 episodes. I know we're on to uh, episode 402, um, but uh, tremendous job, you guys. Uh, I want to thank you for all you do for the community, all the entertainment you give us. Um, and yeah, if anybody wants to check out my podcast, Legendary Wrestling Figures, uh, I've got uh, over 50 episodes now. I got uh, three of them with uh, Jeff and Scott, and then I got other another nine guys that are on for shows where we're all rating the first nine figures from uh, 1984 from the LJN lineup. And then, uh, yeah, if it, if it all if it keeps going well and people want to keep talking to me, then uh, maybe we'll go through every line and uh, check out all the LJNs, but uh, also a lot of. Uh, Andre the Giant content with an impression I do. And then, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at 80 underscore wrestling. I usually put out some LJN photos with uh, this day in history every uh, every day of the week. And usually I'll have a poll up every day. That's kind of fun as well. So yeah, if anybody wants to listen to legendary wrestling figures, you can find that uh, where you listen to podcasts and you can find me on Twitter or X at, at, um, at 80 underscore wrestling. So thanks for uh, letting me do that. Yeah, absolutely, man. By the way, actually, now that you're on the show, I can formally apologize to you for my audio when we recorded with you. Scott and I were in the middle of a microphone and I was sitting way back. I was all kicked up, you know, feet kicked up, you know, just leaning back, chilling and all that stuff. And my audio came across horrible. So I owe you an apology for that one. 
Oh, no worries at all. No, I've got uh, between internet and different uh, microphones I've tried. It's it's not the best audio, and I apologize for anybody listening to my show where you're you're wondering times. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a super fun thing doing this the last several months, and I appreciate you guys so much for all the time that you uh, gave me to spend on the show. A lot of a lot of fun on those episodes talking with you guys. Yeah, it's always a blast, dude, getting to talk figures. It's just, it's always fun. And, you know, I got to ask, you know, because we're pretty much the same age. What got you into wrestling? And then in turn, what got you into wrestling figures? Did one come before the other? So uh, it was probably fifth grade. And uh, and I'd seen some uh, some wrestling on TV, like when WrestleMania 1 was going down before WrestleMania 1. I remember seeing on the actual news, seeing uh, Cindy Lauper and Mr. T uh, leading up to WrestleMania one and Cindy Lauper getting kicked in the head by Roddy Piper at the, uh, <laughs> it's probably the war to settle the score. And, and that caught my attention. Plus uh, uh, Rocky three with uh, Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips. That was, uh, that was uh, something that grabbed my attention as well. But, um, but in fifth grade, as the other kids were listening to uh, uh, Bon Jovi and, and some of the different music that was out there, I started watching Friday night videos. If you remember that, it was oh, before yeah. MTV came to our small town. So I would record Friday night videos and I always was, uh, I wanted to make sure I got the beginning and the end of the program. So I'd set the VCR to uh, start a couple minutes before and run another five minutes after. And right after Friday night videos was the original uh, superstars of wrestling programming before it turned into like all American wrestling. And so I got to see the little 30 second opening on there where uh, uh, Roddy Piper is uh, making fun of Uncle Elmer and, uh, <laughs> and the other hillbillies. And uh, and then I ended up, uh, you know, he, he says, you've been milked today, you big sucker. And so uh, <laughs> and that's the only the words on it is Roddy making fun of Uncle Elmer. And then it goes into the show. And um, and so once I kind of that caught my eye, which is probably April, May, April or May of 1986. Then I started watching championship wrestling on Saturday mornings. And uh, the first huge feud I remember was uh, Hogan Orndorff and that whole turn and started up on Flower Shop. And and so really it took off from there. And then uh, July 5th, they actually replayed WrestleMania 2 on Showtime. I and remember so, that. Yep. Yeah. So I got to record that and watch it over and over again. And then I begged my parents to go to the video stores and we'd rent some of the older stuff like the first WrestleMania and some of the best of the WWF videos. And yep. uh, yeah, I was basically hooked around May. And then sometime that summer is when I got my very first wrestling figure, which was actually the uh, Bendy's Roddy Piper. And, uh, and he fit in great with the the size of my GI Joes and my star Wars guys. And, and then pretty soon I was into the bigger eight inch LJNs and started out with Roddy. So that Christmas of 86 was all about uh, the big eight inch LJNs. And I think the very next morning, because uh, we opened up gifts from the family Christmas Eve and then uh, Christmas morning, we would get our stuff from Santa. And I know that we got cage match challenge from the Bendy's Christmas morning from Santa. And then we went to my grandparents house we'd always go there and spend christmas with my uh my folks my brother and my grandparents so uh there just took off but yeah 80, 1986 is when i got into wrestling and wrestling figures and uh here we are you know 40 37 years later talking wrestling and wrestling figures so very and, cool and then piper eventually became a gi joe 
took a little while, but he did took become a, while. a yeah, but he became a GI Joe. They made it. I'd, I'd love to have that one. I think it was just a uh, an exclusive for uh, uh, Comic Cons or something. I don't think yeah. it was like an official release. But uh, do you guys have that one, either of you? Or I wish. How much uh, is it going for, Scott? Uh, at one time, I saw a signed one. I think it was like four hundred or four fifty. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea what they go for now. I haven't priced them out in a few years, um, but yeah, they're they're up there. But you're right, Brian. They are a, a con exclusive. It might have been a Joe Con that they were exclusive to, and I want to say it was back in like 07 or 08. And yeah, it would be a badass one to add to the collection for sure. It's a good figure. Yeah, there's uh, what there's him, and then the Refrigerator Perry and uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and of course Sergeant Slaughter was the first one to. Uh, to get a GI Joe. And I just love right. that Sergeant Slaughter and, uh, and Roddy Piper were, you know, best of friends in real life. So that's a, that's a really cool thing as well. Yeah, definitely. So Roddy Piper is your favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, always that's been, your number one. That's number one by far. And then I got, uh, Oh, Savage is, uh, uh, Randy Savage and Bobby Heenan probably round out my top three for entertainers in wrestling history. And, uh, you know, I got guys like, uh, Bret Hart are right up there near them, but uh, but yeah, Roddy and Randy are the the two favorite guys. I I like to watch that wrestle and uh, and talk or whatnot. So yep, you'll get no arguments out of me about Heenan. I think he's the best sports entertainer of all time. Oh yeah, most entertaining guy in in the uh, industry all around. The way he bumps, the way he man, what a sharp wit. Yeah. Oh, he could do it all. Oh yeah. He could sell a pay-per-view. He could rip you in two. If he had to, he could go in there. Like you said, bump like a madman. I just, I love Bobby. Heen. I could watch his stuff all day. Him and gorillas banter back and forth. Classic. Definitely. Definitely. If you guys each had to pick a favorite, who do you guys have? Are we talking entertainer? Or are we talking wrestler? Oh, I'll, you know, just, uh, let's say if my, if my favorite wrestler is Roddy all around Roddy, uh, who do you guys have? Ooh, I, mean, I can't you... pick a favorite. I've got three and I've, I always do this. I can't, I can't grab one over the other. I've got steamboat savage and HBK. Ah, good choices. Yep. Those are my top three, uh, but sports entertainer number one of all time is Bobby Heenan to me. Nice. And Jeff yeah. uh, wrestler would be Brett uh, entertainer. How don't you say Bobby? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like Scott said, he could just, you put... could say mean Gene. Uh, mean Gene was cool, but I mean, he was awesome. Oh, Mean Gene was cool, dude. Nothing against Mean Gene. But Bobby was that one that could put butts in seats because you hated him. And yes. he was the manager. Now, yeah. eventually he would get in the ring sometimes in WWF. He did in AWA as well. But in WWF, he would get in the ring and he'd have the weasel suit and all that other crap. But I mean, as far as a manager, he would put butts in seats because people wanted to see the manager get his ass kicked. Yep. He was yep. great. And then the banter that him and Gorilla had back and forth, like Brian had just said, that I made mean, Monday nights and th they, they riffed off of each other. There was no script. That yeah. was all improv back and forth, ping pong and back and forth. Terrific. I'd love to see when one would break the other, like when he would get a legit or when gorilla would get a legit laugh out of Bobby. <laughs> that was just so great. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Definitely. And as a kid, it was like, you're watching primetime wrestling and it's two hours, which is really cool, but you're up there and you're like, okay, stop talking. Let's watch the matches. And now <laughs> yeah. I watch primetime. <laughs> Okay, let's get the matches over. I want to watch Bobby and Gorilla. So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the only other person or manager, I should say, that you people would pay to watch get his ass kicked was Jim Cornette. Oh, for sure. It was never on the level of Bobby. 
no. Bobby was on a d- whole different level. But yeah. Jim Cornette was another one that people couldn't stand because he would just run his mouth on Saturday nights and they're like, oh my God, I'm sick of this guy. I can't wait to see, you know, road warriors decapitate him or knock him off a scaffold and have, see if he can break his legs or whatnot. And here we are 40 years later, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if Bobby hadn't passed away and, and hadn't, oh. you know, lost his voice? Talk about a an amazing podcast. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. If he was sitting there with Jim Cornette too on Jim Cornette show or something like, Ooh. Oh, good oh, Lord. <laughs> By the way, going back to your legendary podcast, you've had Brian Breaker on. I do want to say happy birthday to Brian Breaker. Oh, happy birthday. Breaker. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's turning 30, 38 years old. He's not part of the 40 horsemen. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but he has taken bumps. He's been in the ring. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, against some of the greats too in New Japan too. So. Oh yeah, yep. And what a uh, what a podcasting legend he is. You you and him both, uh, you guys are uh, uh, on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling figure podcasters. You three, and I, I don't know who the other one would be, but uh, uh, yeah, someday I'd, I'd aspire to join you. Yep. Well, oh, thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Brian is like Scott. They both carry me. So anyway, oh come on oh. now! <laughs> what? No, and we we've said this before is that Breaker is one of the first ones to really like invite us in, you know, because we had just started out. Jeff started a, a conversation with Breaker on Twitter, and he's like, "Well, let's do something together. Let's let's do a show." And we did, and he was one of the first ones to reach out to us to bring us in. Like j- he's all, like he will always have my respect for that because I mean, aside from being just a hell of a guy. He's also an amazing podcaster. He's definitely got the gift of gab, has a great voice, and just a nice guy on top of that. And I'll always thank him for that, for really just kind of opening the door for us. 100%. Happy birthday, Brian. Yep. And a little peek behind the curtain, the very first interview we ever did with Breaker. So for some reason, our internet went out or our computers I don't know what the hell happened. Went out of in, sync or something. It was and all bad. we're running around like on the office, you know, it's happening, you know, we're yeah. having, you know stuff like that. And yeah. uh, Breaker was the one that uh, we're like, Breaker, we're having technical difficulties. He's all, okay, I get it. He couldn't have been cooler about it. Yeah. He couldn't have been cooler. He's like, yeah, I get it, man. We've, we've had the same problems. It's all good. And then like five minutes later, we finally got it wrapped up or we got it all, you know, taken care of and stuff like that and breaker was like yeah all right let's pick up and then we just picked up where we're at so yeah super cool dude nice yeah i should be recording with him again on saturday he's got uh, a couple more figures to review on my show so i'm looking forward to it nice so so brian i know you're not really all in on the mattels nowadays right oh i uh mainly it's the legends that i pick up and it's uh but i've slowed down a lot so i actually just picked up a clearance um brother love and a clearance uh undertaker for 689 each on clearance at uh at target so nice uh, undertaker i'll I'll probably reach out and see if anybody needs him because i don't know if i'll hang on to him but it's seven bucks it was just like oh, i gotta grab one just in case so and and brother love i've been i kept watching when it went down to 1359 i was like no nope, yeah, that one's gonna get down to six i'm sure about it. <laughs> <laughs> playing that long game yeah yeah and it worked there's still three on the on the shelf so yeah it's uh it's not going over very well and unfortunately for uh for bruce pritchard yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you picked up any ljns lately uh, actually, I just got a uh, uh, another slick uh, on uh, eBay. It didn't come with the hat, but a uh, uh, I just looked at it on eBay, on eBay. And when I looked at it, then the seller sent me an offer, and so he dropped it from twenty four to I want to say eighteen bucks. So I got it for like uh, twenty six bucks with shipping and tax. So I'm excited. Nice. 
to to paint another slick figure. I did one recently with like a beige suit and a light purple tie and and it turned out really cool. So I've got another slick I get to paint now. So I'm looking forward to that. That's yep. awesome. So is that where you get most of your figures is off eBay? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get lots and I'll, uh, you know, with a bunch of them on deals. Um, and, and every once in a while, there'll be one that I've been looking for that I'll pick up. Like I got the uh, blue trunks. Andre was, I splurged a little bit. It was about 50 bucks that I got it for, but um, not perfect paint, but it didn't matter. Cause I put new, you know, I painted the hair again and I put yellow WrestleMania two uh, gear on his, uh, on his, uh, boots and his trunks anyway so uh that one i'd been looking for for a long time and uh finally pulled the trigger on it and did one of those so but yeah ebay for almost all of them yes so take us through the process of i know this sounds wrong but stripping down the paint yes going through so just take us through the process how how long does it take how do you do it what stuff are you using product yeah yeah so and also shout out to drew Venzel from tales of the uh, tales from the estate because uh uh, Drew had a lot that he put on eBay for, it was 25 of them and he had a great price. And, uh, and so I contacted him and that's how I kind of got in touch with Drew and now friends with him, been on his show, had him on my show, but I got 25 good condition LJNs from him so that I could get better upgrades on some of my figures. And then I started painting them. So that's kind of what started the painting process. And so for the first several, uh, uh, months I was taking acetone and dipping Q-tips in and removing them, scrubbing off the paint with uh, Q-tips and acetone. And then Mark Halverson up in Canada, uh, one of the guys I reached out to to ask what kind of paint he uses, what uh, methods he uses to paint them. And he was so uh, totally helpful. He reached out to me about a month ago and said, hey, I found a new way to get the paint off of there. And it's these little cotton rounds. And so I don't know if you guys uh, my mom used to use them to remove her makeup, but it's just these flat cotton rounds that you, that women would like take the makeup off their face with. And so if you uh, soak that a little bit with acetone, it works. Um, it's so much more efficient than using Q-tips, uh, but you just take acetone and those cotton rounds and you can remove the uh, the paint off the figures. And so uh, I like getting as much paint as, as possible off. And then from there, I'm just using the basic acrylic uh, paint from Walmart that's uh, most of it's 52 cents for a little um, a small little amount of it and it's just the matte paint and so mm. once I uh, once I paint them and get them all set um, then I put some uh, uh, Mod Podge on there and I started just putting the Mod Podge on the painted parts so like the Jimmy Snuka that uh uh, that I gave you Scott and the Hogan that I gave you Jeff on, on each of those, I left the Mod Podge off of like the feet on Snuka and the arms on Snuka so that, cause it's, it has a little bit of a tackiness to it. So the Mod Podge really, um, it makes the paint look a lot more glossy, but it mm -hmm. also gives it a little layer of protection. But I know if you're going to have that, that one of those figures sitting up against a different figure or sitting on uh something with a finish or in a, a detolf or something, you don't want the the paint to like get tacky and stick to another figure and, and come off. And mm -hmm. so I've, I've uh, started just using the Mod Podge on the painted parts of the figure. So yeah, it's just basic uh, acrylic paint from Walmart and um, fine tip brushes or what I recommend for all the detail stuff. And if you screw up, you can just take a Q-tip and some uh, acetone and and get rid of what you uh, what you messed up and paint it over again. And uh, and I like using little toothpicks kind of to scrape away some of the paint where the like the tights might meet meet the uh, the torso. And you can take a little Q-tip and kind of 
uh, scrape away where you, where you mess up. And, and yeah, it's been a, a, a real fun thing. I've actually done uh, 98 figures since the end of January that I've painted. Ooh. So I've done wow. a lot of them. Yeah. Wow. yeah um, real fun. So Scott did a custom Hulk Hogan back in 1996 <laughs> when he went to the NWO. Can you fix Savage? Can you No, it was Hogan. It was it was Hogan, right? And Savage. Oh, Hogan and Savage. Can you fix that yep. up? It didn't turn out the best. Can you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could probably, you know, depending on what he used, I bet you could use the uh, uh the acetone and the uh, little cotton rounds and start over again if you wanted to. But I don't even know where those are at. Those I did those in like 90 90- it was 96 or 97. Yeah, yeah, they were the OSFTMs. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> how embarrassing. Oh, gosh. The only thing when you're looking for um, figures on eBay that you kind of got to watch out for is uh, blue and red ink stains on them. Some of those you just cannot get off the skin. And so when they have a, some of those stains just won't come up. So that's a, that's a little bit of a drag. And I don't know if you've seen some of them will develop this little yellow spot on the skin, which uh, just being 40, you know, 38 year old figures, sometimes they'll get these little spots that you just can't do anything about it. So there's a few of them where I've even had to paint a whole new layer of uh, uh, paint new skin on the whole figure. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that gets pretty advanced. I had a guy in Texas that had a Hercules Hernandez uh, that was special to him that had multiple spots. So I painted all new skin, all new everything on it, and it turned out pretty cool. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. is it like a green spot that pops up on it? Yeah, like a yellowish green. Yes. Okay. So now, does that happen with the Hasbro's? I or don't know. I, I'm not, I've never been a big Hasbro guy, but it definitely happens on some of the LJNs. And when I see that, I'll try to avoid it. It's just like, as you know, you can't see every angle on eBay. And sometimes it seems like they're intentionally out of focus and, you know, or they're. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, because on one of our Hogan's for the Hasbro's, there's a green spot on the foot. And I don't know what it is, how it even got there. It's not moldy or anything like that. It's just a green spot that just pops up on the foot. That come yeah. from Boba the Lust Pledge's wife? Oh no! Oh, too that's, soon. That's bad, Scott. Too soon. That. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear. Oh, he said it was Bubba the Lust Sponge's wife. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. think it would have been on his foot, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> may have been on hers. We don't know. Oh, what? Oh, Anyways. Anyways. Ouch! And Jeff, here I thought I was all crafty in the '80s using hefty markers on the figures because we were beating the crap out of them in the ring. Yeah. Man, Brian's taking it like to a whole new level. I love it. Can you fix our honky tonk man? He's got a blue nose. (laughs) I actually, I did a honky tonk man recently. So yeah, you just paint on all new skin and, and I gave mine a red jumpsuit with the silver on there and it turned out really cool. So that's hella cool. Hell yeah. I like that. Now are you using pictures? Like, are you printing out a picture of like honky or just looking at, uh, so most of the time when I'm trying to decide what gear I want to give them, I'll look at uh, like a picture. Uh, the first card I went to December 5th, 1986, Honky Tonk had that red jumpsuit, the same one that he wore when he beat Ultimate Warrior or when Ultimate Warrior beat him at SummerSlam 88. And so I've got a couple pictures from that event that I looked at and then I'll pause and screenshot um, if I can find the match on YouTube or something, because you can't screenshot off of uh, Peacock. But, um, it, you know, if you can get pictures, I'll just look at those for reference and then paint according to that. But yeah, a lot of the ones that I'll repaint, I'll do with uh, gear that I saw them wear. So like instead of Tito Santana with 
purple trunks and purple knee pads. I go with this dark, uh, almost blood red um, um, color that uh, that he wore at, at a couple of the shows that I saw him compete at. So I like putting putting the guys in the gear that I saw him in person with or that I'm more used to them wrestling with or just fixing like, you know, Roddy and like this cobalt blue uh, that I used on his trunks and knee pads as opposed to the red that they, that they used from LJN. Have you ever done the uh, Bulldogs? I have. I did. I've done one. So I did a dynamite kid. I've got an extra dynamite kid and two or three Davy boy Smiths. So I want to do some bulldogs in the light blue, but yes. I did a, uh, I did a dynamite kid with the white, with the union Jack on the back. And it nice. turned out really, really pretty amazing. The the sad thing is I was halfway through doing it. And I realized that his, uh, on his left hand, his thumb uh, was missing. So I swear I did not chew it off. I did not chew it off. I swear. I swear it wasn't. Missing. I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm halfway. I'm halfway through it. And I'm like, oh, didn't even notice he's missing the tip of his thumb. Oh man. Now, but, did you actually chew off the foot of? Uh, <laughs> what was funny is when I I knew Scott had. Uh, so I was really stoked when you guys did your top wrestling figures ever, and and Scott's favorite LJN was Snook. I'm like, yes, that's the one I I chose to send him. And your favorite LJN ever was Hogan. So I was like, yeah, I'm so glad I, that's the ones I sent. But I had a couple Snookas, and uh, the one I picked to use for Scott was the one in better shape. And I'm like, oh, the ch- the toes are a little chewed on. I'm like, oh, but that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Jeff would yes. <laughs> Jeff would chew on the toes. And- and I'm like, oh, it looks like his his right hand, one of the thumbs looks like it might have been chewed on too. And that also works. So Perfect. yeah. I would have beat Jeff with a King Kong Bundy if he had chewed on my snooker. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I was I was stoked to see that. I'm like, oh, that's actually that's better than I could have planned. If I'd had it pristine condition, it wouldn't have had that throwback feel. So no, yeah. I love it. It's so perfect. Uh one uh, thing I want to ask you, Brian, is I don't know if you ran into this. Um where were you born and raised at, just out of curiosity? So I was uh, Orville, California. So it's uh, a little north of you guys. It's basically um, north of Sacramento, about uh, 70 miles. And then I moved, uh, you know, 25 minutes away to Chico back when I was 20 years old. So been in the same area my whole life. But yeah, born okay. Oroville, which is the city of gold, if they were translating it from... Uh, uh, it's Spanish to English, but there's a big, the, the, the large, one of the uh, biggest earthen built dams in the, uh, in the world that uh, nearly failed a few years ago. And hopefully it will, will still hold. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. In, in German, <laughs> it means a whale's. No, it doesn't, Jeff. Oh. You don't know what you're talking about. Dude. <laughs> sorry. It does not. Sorry. I'm sorry. So <laughs> one thing we ran, cause we were born and raised in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we ran into in our toys, R us, our KB toys, everything with LJNs after the Outback Jack series, we didn't see wrestling figures at all until Hasbro. They basically stopped that. That's where LJN ended for us was Outback Jack. And so we had to turn to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, all the wrestling magazines that had that wrestling ring flyer in it and order our figures through them. Otherwise, if we hadn't seen that, we would have never gotten Warrior and DiBiase and Honky and Axe. We would have missed out on all those. Did you continue to see figures out that way, like all the way to the Black Card series? Or did they stop shipping LJNs in your area? You know, the, the last time I talked to you guys, I thought about this, too, because I don't ever remember seeing the 1988 and up either. So I knew that 1989, when they moved to Grand Toys of Canada, that it was only yeah. through the, the the wrestling ring, that flyer on the back of PWI and the wrestling magazines. And and I didn't order any through there. If I, you know, hindsight, man, should have ordered a, a bunch of them and left them all in the package. But uh, 
Um, I stopped collecting after that 1987 series. And oh. when I think about it, it's like, maybe it's because I didn't see the 1988 series in the stores like, like you guys. Yeah. And, and I don't ever remember seeing those figures in stores. So it, it could have been in Northern California. Maybe we just, maybe California didn't get a lot of LJNs after, like you say, the 1987 series without back Jack. So yeah, it, we never it, even it, saw the killer bees. Oh, I did get the bees. Yeah. But uh, okay. Yeah. Tim did too. And I'm like, dude, we never even saw them. I was literally calling our Toys R Us every single day looking for the killer bees. Cause every yeah. time you saw the commercial, the killer bees were in it. And it's like, okay, I know they're out. Right. But yeah. we never even saw them. I'm trying to remember what was her name that your hookup was it Susan or what was Barbara? Barbara. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara at Hayward Toys R Us, man. Yeah. God rest her soul. She was incredible. She was so good to us, man. Wouldn't it be nice to, to find Barbara someday and be like, Hey, it's Scott and give her a hug to say, I wish I could dude. Yeah. So we think we did. And yeah. we, think, we think she, we think she passed away, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. My wife found a picture of her or something and there was like a Facebook post about her. And yeah, I was like, Oh, that sucks, man. She was so good to Jeff and I, and it, it, she would take our calls multiple times a day. And she'd be like, I'm getting a truck a little later. Call me back. And we like, we were best friends. Like, Hey, what's up, Barbara? Just check in. And yeah, it was great, dude. But yeah, they, unfortunately stopped shipping LJNs out to our area for whatever reason. And I'm, I'm glad that we found that flyer for the wrestling ring. And thankfully our parents were like, yeah, no problem. We'll get you some figures still. Cause I mean, Jeff and I played with them all the time. So they're like, fine, it gets you out of our hair, go play with your figures and leave us alone. And <laughs> yeah. they were more than happy to spend the money just to get rid of us for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a sweet lady Barbara was and uh rest in peace, Barbara. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I would. If I was our parents, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, we were jerks. Oh, oh we were hella jerks. Yeah, well, especially you, Jeff. But oh, I was a know. prick. I was a yeah. prick. <laughs> the crows told me. <laughs> uh, Scott, have you picked up any, anything recently? So I've got Mr. Perfect from the New Legends series shipping to me tomorrow. Beautiful. Um, I had that issue on Target where they said, I think I told the story last week where my debit card number changed. And so without giving me a chance to change it, Target canceled my order. So as uh, soon as I saw people were finding them on the pegs, I immediately jumped onto their website and they had them back in stock. And our, excuse me, our Target got in the Greg Valentine Rhythm and Blue. So I picked him up, did a um, curbside pickup for him and Mr. Perfect is shipping to me tomorrow. But dude, let me tell you right now that that Greg Valentine Rhythm and Blues is hitting my top 10 for this year. It is, huh? Oh, dude, it's so, so good. Nice. nice. What Love do you it. like? What do you like about it? Everything. Everything. Oh, okay. You know what? Hold on one second. I'll show you what I like about it. This jerk is just leaving the show. This jerk is just, he just went off camera. Where is this guy going? Oh, there he is. Oh, that is a cool figure. actually. So you're going to get a bad glare off of the, the light, but I mean, everything about that is just, is money. Like I have the guitar, the jacket, the belt, the sunglasses, the hair, that is just, that is 89 Greg Valentine to a T, and this thing is making top 10. 89 or 90? That was 80, WrestleMania 5. All right, Brian. You've or, I'm got sorry, 6. WrestleMania 6. So if it was 6, then it would have been 90. But he might have, 90, started, thank it, you. Like, uh, might have started the gimmick a little before that, right? Maybe it maybe so. started at late 89. Yeah, late 80, okay. Because this actually does play 80s, into... Definitely 90, yeah. Okay, so that does play into which detail shelf he goes on. <laughs> when I drop them in there. So, because yep. it's got to stop at 90. So <laughs> maybe he makes it, it into the 80 shelf. We'll see. 
Valentine was one of the only wrestlers I ever saw away from wrestling. As we were driving into the Arco Arena, there's a long um, there was a long dirt road up to get to the arena from the freeway, and there was a car pulled over on the side of the road. And there's a, a big guy, long blonde hair, steps out of the car. It was probably just like a Lincoln Town car or something, but he had a gray suit on, and he went to the trunk to grab a a suitcase or something. I don't know what he was doing, but as we passed him by, I was just like, Oh, that's Greg Valentine. And so it was just <laughs> wow. weird seeing, seeing Greg in like a, you know, a, a gray slacks and gray, gray blazer. And it must've been uh, August, uh, shoot, August 27th, 1987 was uh, when I saw him uh, going up against, uh, I think it was him and Dino Bravo faced the Rujos at the Arco Arena. But but yeah, it was weird seeing a wrestler on the side of the road, no other cars. And I was just like, what is, what is he doing before he, you know, two minutes before he gets to the arena? So it was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. The memory yeah, on you is, it, 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 dude, you just amazed wow. me. Every time I listen to your show, I'm like amazed every single time you'll be like, oh, that's August 25th. 1987 it's like what that's crazy uh, just, just certain things yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say it's the same way listening to you guys telling stories i mean the story that you told on my show about uh uh you and your and you guys and your mom and her getting in the car wreck before you got to go for <laughs> us it was just cracking me up and and she's all shook up and and scott's like are we we can still go to toys r us right <laughs> i'm like mom stay focused the look of death yeah there's a mission at hand and she wasn't having it yeah. <laughs> eyes on the prize mom let's go <laughs> <laughs> there's ljns we need to take out of people's hands at toys r us let's go that's right i got an st jones with my name on it <laughs> dude that's a couple years older than me older than me that's that's holding it right now <laughs> Uh, speaking of SD Jones, went to 5280s. I was telling you guys before the show, and I've also sent you guys pictures over the weekend. I uh, got the SD Jones with the flower shirt, the yellow flower shirt from 5280s in Denver, Colorado. They had it there, pristine condition. Got it for 24 bucks loose. So it's another check off the list. Exactly. So what are we down to, Scott? We just need we just need both Andres, the short hair Andre and the blue and the uh, black singlet Andre, that's and then it. heel Andre. That's it. That's it Let's for us it. on the LJNs. Wow, that's it. And do you guys uh, do you have Slaughter already too? Well, we don't count him because yeah, technically he's not, not technically LJN. An LJN. Yep. To, yeah. to answer your question, no, we do not. But yeah. would well, we pick him up at a good price? Absolutely. Yeah. And then he would be part of our LJN family. Yep. But back to the conversation about the spots. Like I've seen a lot of slaughters with the spot. Oh yeah. In fact, slaughters. Um, now there's a couple different uh, rumors about that. So. Almost all the Sergeant Slaughters I've seen have the these, it's different. He's actually made of a different material than the other LJNs. I don't know if you guys have seen him in person or not, but uh, was your Elizabeth that you had, was it soft rubber like the LJNs or was it a harder rubber, uh, like almost like a plastic? Uh, it was a softer rubber. Okay. So there's two, there's two types of Miss Elizabeth. There's one that's flexible, soft rubber, and there's one that's a harder, uh, it's not plastic, but it's just a much uh, denser, non-flexible uh, rubber on Miss Elizabeth. Sergeant Slaughter is the same way. He's like almost, he's like almost like Hasbro plastic hard. He's a different material than the actual LJNs. And so I've heard that the packaging, the plastic packaging that the paint for his skin had a chemical reaction with that packaging and caused oh. all those green spots and stuff. So you're that always makes sense. 
So you're almost always going to see that. And I heard from somebody else that there was some moisture problem at the factory, but uh, I've always oh. tended to believe the uh, the plastic and the chemical reaction with the, the paint color on his arms. But yeah, he's one where he's gotten, I got him for about 160 bucks um, in 2016. And now he's, you know, $600 and up. So he's almost one of those where you're, you just want somebody to 3D paint him and, or 3D print him and then paint him just so you can stick him on the shelf and, and have him sitting there and not, yeah. pay, not pay the 600 bucks. So yeah, right. that's crazy. So have you painted any slaughters? Oh, no. Yeah. It's just because they, uh, yeah, I, I've gotten that one for 160, but I, it, you know, the price they're at now, I, you know, if somebody wanted me to paint one for him, I'd, I'd love to do it. Or if somebody does a resin on a 3D printer, I would love to do it. But uh, but I haven't done any. And then uh, another interesting thing that I wanted to touch base real quick is there were 60, uh, 62 guys that had their own LJN figures in the LJN line, 63 if you count Slaughter. But it was just this year when uh, Iron Sheik passed away, where the uh, where it went from having 31 of them being still alive and 31 of them having passed away. Iron Sheik like tipped the scales towards more of them have passed away than are still alive. And then Terry Funk passed away. So now we're at uh, 29 of our LJN guys still still roaming the earth and and the other 33 have passed away, sadly. So it's just kind of interesting that this line that went from 84 to 89, here we are in 2023 and we've just passed that, that marker of half of them are gone, you know, more than half are gone. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Wow. And that is LJN facts brought to you by Brian. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> a similar thing at uh, 80s wrestling con, I got to hang out with Leilani Kai a little bit and I told her, I'm like, man, it's really cool that I get to get my picture with you and, and Wendy Richter tomorrow. I said, did you know that you guys and only one other match from the first WrestleMania, there's only two matches left where both sides are still alive. And she was, you know, I, I felt bad telling her because she was a little sad about it. And it's just like, and you guys will think of the other one in a second, but, but yeah, just to, to tell her there's Leilani Kai and Wendy Richter. And there's one other match from WrestleMania where both sides are still alive. Wait, who did Tito Santana face? Uh, that Tito. was Buddy Rose. He faced yep. Buddy uh, Rose. Buddy Rose so, yep. Okay, Ricky Steamboat faced Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne, Matt Bourne passed away. So and he's passed. Okay, Stud. Uh, uh, Valentine faced JYD. That was JYD. Uh, Tito. Oh, no, not Tito. Uh, she can Volkov for cha- uh, they beat the no, never mind. She can Volkov. No, yeah, okay. Oh man, Ooh. okay, hold on. Not definitely not the main event, not Andre and Stud. And the guys in the corner have passed away, but the two guys in the match have not. Two guys in the corner. Yeah, it's a it's a deep cut. Oh, uh, David San Martino and Brutus Beefcake. There you go. Yeah, so only two matches from the first WrestleMania that uh, that they're still alive. That uh, so if anybody gets a chance to get their picture with Leilani Kai and Wendy Richter, or if uh, David San Martino starts going to these wrestling cons and gets a, pi- a picture with Brutus, that's it. And it's just it's like I say, it's just one of those kind of sad facts. So. Oh, wow. Anyway. By chance, were you able to ask Leilani Kai why they didn't do any women's figures outside of Elizabeth? You know, I don't, I didn't talk to her about figures, but she okay. told some, I got to actually ride in the car with her uh, from the airport uh, about a half an hour with her and Barbarian. And she was just the sweetest lady. Yeah. It, she, she jumped up several spots. Like for me, she's one of, if not the top female wrestlers of all time. Uh, and and getting to hear her talk in person, what a sweet lady! She had all these great stories about going to Japan, and she rented a house in uh, in Hawaii where she, when she wasn't there, she'd let other wrestlers stay there. But she liked to wrestle for the Maivias, and and uh, 
and you know and she uh, of course had the uh um not the best things to to say about mula because mula basically controlled their money and mula yeah you know she still doesn't leilani still doesn't know how much she actually would have made at wrestlemania because uh mula dipped her hands into that and then mula oh. tried to take all the credit for for getting her in that spot when uh when she was able to put on a better match than Mula would have been able to at the time anyway. So oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's a Japanese match with Leilani Kai. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. It's phenomenal. I'll, I'll see if I can figure out what it was and send it to you guys, but there's blood and guts and just some of the best women's wrestling of the era that, that could, could ever be out there. And, and when she posted about it on Twitter, she said, that's the night of my life. So Oh, wow. Uh, anyway, uh, big heartfelt thanks for to uh, Leilani Kai for just being the sweetest person possible in person. Definitely. That's awesome. Well, on that note, did you ever get a chance to meet Roddy Piper? You know, so sad that I didn't. I did. You know, oh. what was really cool is at, at 80s Wrestling Con, uh, uh, Teal Piper filled in. There was a couple of, uh, uh, they had a Kids of 80s Wrestling, which was six of them were set to be there in New Jersey, May 6th, and a couple of them weren't able to make it. And at the last minute, Tommy Fierro, the guy running the con, he was able to get uh, Teal Piper there. So Teal Piper and uh, and Damos showed up. And so I had actually brought about half a dozen LJNs to give away to different kids and different wrestlers that were at the con. So I had a Roddy Piper with a Panther shirt, and I was able to gift that to Teal Piper and uh, and get my picture with her. So that was just a really Amazing. cool experience just to tell her how much a, a fan I was of her dad and just to, you know, just to see her and give her that. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's amazing. Right on. That is so cool. So we're not rub- we're not rubbing it in, we promise, but Piper was one of the coolest people we've ever met. That's what I hear from everybody. They just all these people when they say who's the nicest wrestler you ever met and it's like so many so often it's Roddy. So, so yeah, I don't even pause when I give the answer either. It's Roddy Piper. One of the stories that I always go back to is there was a wrestle fest con thing going on out here in Newark, California. And what they did is they had all the wrestlers, all the big name wrestlers lined up against kind of like the bleachers almost like, but over there was the Hart Foundation, RVD, uh, Rocky Maivia, Rick Martel was there. No, Rocky was, Johnson. Not Rocky, Rocky Johnson. Maivia. Sorry. Whoa. That would have <laughs> been great. That would have been a whole different story. But it yeah. is. <laughs> um, but Roddy Piper was along that wall. And Scott had brought his daughter. And she was kind of bored that day, but she was being a trooper. She was, you know, she was going along with all of us as we were all being marks and everything. She was like five years old. And she was holding one of her dolls or something like that. We got up to Piper and Piper leans down. And he goes, can I play dolls with you? Like, just uh-huh. like, cause everybody was kind of backed up because everybody was waiting for the heart foundation and everybody in the heart foundation kind of backed everything up. So you would be standing in front of Rick Martel or RVD for like five minutes, but Piper actually crouched down and started playing dolls with Alana. And that won me over right there. That was one of the nicest things. Uh, he didn't ask for anything. He didn't, you know, he just did it on his own. And it was so cool because, you know, it's five-year-old kid. She didn't want to be there, but she was being a trooper all day. And she did. And Piper did that for her. When she was really leery of him too, because, you know, he's, he's larger than life. He's a big guy. And so he's kind of talking to her and she's kind of scared and he's, he's getting ready to sign my figure. And he goes, how bad could I be? And he turns the figure around and holds it next to his face. He goes, look, I'm an action figure. I'm a toy. How bad could I be? And that <laughs> that led up to him kind of playing dolls with Alana. And yeah, it was great. He was just an amazing guy. And when we went to Wrestle Reunion in 2011, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, He was one of the headliners. He was at the very end table. Terry Funk was at that same show. Uh, Piper had the longest line. And it's not because more people went to meet Piper. It's because he was taking time with everybody and wasn't just signing and excusing them. He was making sure that everybody that paid got their time with him. And it was it was incredible. He was such such an amazing person to meet, you know, and he made sure that everybody that paid money that was going to come see him was going to get their money's worth. He was incredible. Man, I love hearing those stories. And, and you know, to pass away at 61, my mom passed away at the same age um, a couple years before he did. And that, you know, mm. that was crushing to me. And then, like, when I heard about Roddy, I was at work and one of my buddies at work just uh, he said, oh, another another wrestler died. And I'm just like, Ugh, who? And he's like, uh, Roddy Piper. And I was just like, it just crushed me. You know, yeah. just... especially with how quickly it was after Dusty had just passed away. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's crazy how much that hurts too, because like they're not family, right? They're not even friends, but like we grew up with them. They're a huge part of our lives. And when that chunk is ripped away, man, it hurts. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. That was the, that was the biggest for me. I mean, it was, there's been a lot of tough ones, but that one for me, it was just like, oh, damn. So, yeah. yeah. And you'll always remember where you were, time yeah. of day, all of that. Uh, Scott, you talked about Greg Valentine being on your top 10 list. I am going to say that the Becky Lynch from the four pack is going to be on my top 10 list as well this year. Yeah. Christopher Dean would agree with you. I just got that set in today and I ordered from target and guess what shows up the one with the number 60 on the top of the box. Wow, dude. Yeah. I thought those were completely gone. Like recalled Mattel's burning them in a big pile. Like. You can hang on to it and get another set that you open or, or you keep closed anyway, don't you? You're a mint on card guy. I do. So actually here's another funny part is I just ordered. I didn't even remember pre-ordering this set because you know, I, I don't have a good memory. And so I had forgotten that I had pre-ordered it. It's random gifts that you deliver to yourself. So <laughs> earlier today, Norm was at target and he picked one up for me. Oh, and so I told him to hold on to it. I'll just open that one. Put the Hogan on the on a detail for something like that. So does does it have the sixty at the top or no, no? Not that one that Norm got me. No. Oh wow. The one that they sent me had the sixty, but not the yeah. one that Norm got me. That's crazy, dude. Wow. Tell me about it. Congrats. That's a good score. I know. I, I don't even know if those are going for money, but I'll I'll keep it. I have no idea. But yeah, yeah one time I think they were they were going for like a buck fifty. I saw oh. people knocking them out at 150. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Granted, that was a month ago when all that news broke and they were gone from the shelves, but I don't know what they're going for now. In, in a year or two, if you can trade them for an LJ or a Hasbro and LJN style slaughter, you can do it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's not a bad idea you got going on over there, Brian. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're just going to jump right into the news. Uh, Toys R Us is coming back with 24 stores including a store at Dallas Fort Worth International in November. So they're going to have an airport store and there will also be stores opening on cruise ships as well. So the love boats and to get a Toys R Us. <laughs> Sweet. I know, right? Um 24 stores, but are they all cruise ships and airports? What? This is weird, dude. Like they should start small. Like right, you don't want to do a full blown like back into the big stores that they were in. I don't think that's the move. You got to just do them small. Like the Macy's thing has been working out for them. Now mm-hmm. baby step into smaller stores, standalone cruise ships, if you have to, whatever, but 
cruise baby ships. steps. Cruise ships so weird to me, dude. Is that are, are these like the new malls or something? But dude, imagine if they could get on like Disney cruises, like that would be amazing, right? You're gonna do really well on something like that. Plus, you got like half the people on the cruise are already intoxicated and more likely to buy toys. So, <laughs> right, right. Dude, how fun would it be to get a Lego set? <laughs> Let's get a let's get a Lego set, dude. Let's build, go buy Legos, dude. Let's go buy Legos and build that shit. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, to, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Get the really old guys like us. They're like, where's the comics? I need some silly putty. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna be so bored on this flight. I need a yo-yo. Let's get a yo-yo. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh man. All right. So Toys R Us is our coming back. Still no word on KB Toys though. Yeah, I think that Still ship is ship that ship is sailed, dude. Remember they they talked about it though. It was supposed to happen. It was brief. KB Toys was coming back. It was brief, but it was just a quick little blurb and it was after the original Toys R Us was supposed to come back. Well, I don't foresee Woolworths. I'm, I'm waiting on Woolworths. That would be great. <laughs> I would you know, love that. We're waiting on Jemco and Best, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Service merchandise as well. Bring it. All right, pre-orders for the British Bulldogs in the baby blue went up for pre-order this past Friday on Asylum Superstore. So if you're in for the Retrofest Bulldogs like I am and I have purchased, I know it's Thursday night, but I'm calling my shot for tomorrow. Head on over to Asylum Store. I was going to say, have you looked and seen that there's even like the, the scarring on Dynamite's head from the blade jobs on that figure? The, de- the detail on it is just excellent. I know. I don't know how much it is. Well, how much uh, were the powers of pain and demolition? It should be the same price, right? Sure. I didn't pay attention. I just clicked pre-order and had a de- had had fun. What's that like? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> yes, I want to know can. what that's like, dude. Like you know, not even looking at the like, I don't even care. Scott, can't cannot be in your vocabulary. Oh, it can. Also, speaking of retros, KWK Comet. I did not say cosmic or comic kid aka max moon well done is, dude thank you is also up for pre-orders on asylum wrestling store all right lucha libre premium boss fight figures wave three these figures are going to be 40 dollars, and they are pre-order on boss fight you got teniablis jr laredo kid vampiro and taya valkyrie those four are up on boss fights website right now for pre-orders outstanding outstanding and an interesting point was brought up earlier in our little facebook group travis asked if it would make a difference to people that vampiro comes with the juggalo head would that make somebody that's an icp fan buy that figure is anybody here on the zoom call an icp fan no Looking no. at you, Brian. Okay. No, no sorry. <laughs> no, so fire away, dude. Pull the trigger. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. But I'm just, it's a great, I hadn't even thought about that. And Travis brought it up. I'm like, dude, that's a great point that ICP fans may buy this as insane clown bossy merch. It could be. But how good do those renderings look? They're outstanding. They're outstanding. And they are on BBTS. You can pre-order them there. You can pre-order them anywhere that, that sells figures, really. But yeah, they are outstanding. I love that Vampiro. The tie is a great figure. All of them. I, th- outstanding. Great job by Boss Fight on those. Speaking of uh, BBTS, I also picked up the Chun-Li for J- the, Jada Toys. Oh, the, okay. Because they came out with a 12-inch Chun-Li as oh, well. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm getting okay, the Jada Toys. I thought you were getting crazy with it. Okay. I, I'm getting the Jada Toys. I'm getting the original eight and then calling it a day. Which is funny. Sure. Be- 
Yes, because the next wave is all three original eights. It's M. Bison, Ken, and who's the other guy with the extendo arms? Oh, Dalsine. Those will be five. I just need three more, and that will round out me going through the Street Fighter figures. Nice. All right. Another line I didn't need to jump into, but I did. God damn yeah. it. They're good figures, though. They are good figures. I, we live in California. I can't be doing this shit. What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. As I'm watching them release Guar figures, and I'm like, <laughs> man, really? And then they're doing uh, the Build-A-Figure's Odorous. So yes. Odorous isn't in the run. He's the Build-A-Figure. And I'm like, of course, the one you want is Odorous. And they make him the Build-A-Figure. That is brilliant. Dick move, but it's brilliant. Don't you want Ballsack? <laughs> I want them all. Oh. But I want Odorous the most, but... Now I got to buy all the Guar figures. They're fantastic. Oh, I love them. They're so good. All right. Let's move over to WWE question. It was asked on the wrestling figs message boards. Glory's days of wrestling said action figure attack. Any chance we could get earlier, younger heart foundation in the legends Two line in the legends line WrestleMania two gear Hitman with silver and black wingtip boots chase black tops with red tights or black tops, black tights, or black outfit, gold wing tip boots. Try saying that 10 times fast. Yellow yellow stripe steamboat match. Steve said, can't guarantee that exactly as you're mapping out, but somewhere in the line, probably. That's great. That's a hardcore old school fan right there asking those questions. I like that. Brian, you you should do some customs of those. Yeah, if the Heart Foundation wasn't so expensive, I'd love to do some in the uh, WrestleMania 2 gear for sure. How much are those running? Oh, just for the Heart Foundation right now, you're probably going to, for a pair of LJNs, you're probably going to get close to 200 bucks. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think you'd be real lucky to get a pair of them for 160 And uh, And yeah, I think I saw a starting bid of a Bret Hart with a Jimmy Hart for 91 bucks, and I'm sure that'll jump up tremendously. So yeah, I think you're looking easily a couple hundred bucks to get a Heart Foundation in LJN form right now. Man, those are so good too. That Anvil... And we've talked about this on the show, how Anvil really hasn't had any bad figures. Everybody that's made him has really seemed to nail it, especially that LJ. I love that LJN uh, Anvil. Oh, same here. Yeah, the the face scan on it, the uh, just everything about it. Yeah, like you said. And considering when it was made in the 80s, too, like it didn't need to be that good, <laughs> but it was <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I like the bread also. It's, uh, you know, it has the sunglasses. It's got a little bit of a funny smirk. Um but yeah, between them and the Bulldogs, my two favorite teams all time for sure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Shoot, that Brett from 80-whatever is better than some of the Mattels that are coming out today. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Facts. Yep. And the cool thing about it is you could do the heart heart attack. Yes. So you would have Jim hold the wrestler and you'd have Brett bounce off the ropes and do the heart attack. He was in the perfect pose for it. Yep. Definitely. That's what made a perfect LJN was the pose. Yep. We're looking at you, Rick Rude. Uh, no we're not (laughs) by the way by the way brian who won the poll as far as rick rude was he tearing off the pants was he so i did three choices and one of them was that the rick rude was designed just to be flexing uh the second choice was that he's about to pull off those tights and reveal some tights underneath and the third choice was that he's about to flick off the sweat from his abs onto the audience and so uh they went in that order so uh the number one choice was flexing. I think it was around 52%, something like that. And then in around 33% was the uh, 
pulling off those tights to reveal some tights underneath. And in last place was the uh, flicking the sweat. So, yeah, but I figured yeah. to me, I, I swear it looks like those thumbs being tucked into his tights like that. It looks like he's about to rip those off and, and reveal Cheryl Roberts underneath. <laughs> How great would that be if Mattel could get the rights just to put her on his tights? <laughs> she's, you know, she's back with Jake Roberts. Maybe she wants to strike a deal. That would be awesome. I would absolutely love that. I mean, everybody still, th- it's it's one of those kind of throwaway 80s mid-card feuds, really. But like that that moment is so iconic and we've never had a figure of it. I, I wish Mattel could just go in that direction and just be like, boom, here's Cheryl Roberts on the tights. And if they had breakaway tights as well that revealed that underneath, oh man. Yeah, you paint on the Cheryl Roberts tights and then you put some tearaways over it that they yes. just rip off. That'd be perfect. That'd yeah. be so awesome. Next question came in from Jesus Ramiro, 93. He said, how many waves of elites and ultimate editions are we getting with the Monday Night War line? Also, when can we expect the Rollins Mysterio fan takeovers be up on Amazon? Steve said, Monday Night War, 12 to 16 elites per year, plus Build-A-Figures. Four ultimates per year. I don't have a presale date yet for the fan takeover, Ray, but it's scheduled for release sometime next spring. Are you in on those Monday Night Wars figures? Um, Yeah, we'll I'm see. with you, Brian. I'm... I'm not. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. We'll see. It might depend on the build a figure, maybe, but uh, there's not going to be a sting. And that's ugh. it's missing that one thing. It, yeah, who in my mind was the biggest thing in the Monday Night Wars on WCW side. And do they have the uh, rights to flair? Mm, do they I, not? I don't think so. Oh, wow. I, I, the uh, the major figure pod with the uh, big rubber guys, uh, flair. And so maybe he's got one of those contracts that crosses over into different realms, but I'm not sure right now. Yeah, I don't. When was the last time we saw a flare? Uh, what the big rubber guys should be shipping soon. Um, and I think uh, I think demolition ships in November. So the big rubber guys where he's got the suit on. I did the mm-hmm. pre-order on that. I don't know if that'll come out in January or February. And then he had a, I think he had a Bendy's figure also, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what about from Mattel? Oh, was it the short hair with the green trunks and the yellow uh, knee pads? That that was like that was like elite ninety something early. Yeah, but I I think Brian might be right. I think that might be it. I think that was the last winner we got. A little while, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Uh oh, how are you going to have a Monday Night Wars line with no Sting, no Flair, no Macho Man? You can do it with Luger. (laughs) Sixteen Luger figures. Here you go. (laughs) Build a figure is Luger. Uh, following up on that question that Jesus Romero asked, Matt Craig said, how many years will the Monday Night War line be hopeful for? Steve said, I'll try to keep it going until the wheels fall off. Next question comes from Classic Retros 23 said, Steve, I just saw yesterday's reveal and I'm very excited for Ultimates. That said, I have some minor improvement suggestions. Number one, can Kurt Angle's torso get updated? I, everybody's complaining about that torso. Yeah. This is suffering from Eddie problem where it's too big. The torso should be saved for extra muscular guys like Warrior Batista Lashley. Number two, can Kurt Angle next ultimate come with painted singlet? Just like perfect, this looks loose and will get worse in time. Number three, Lashley. Can we use their most memorable attires when it comes to ultimate? I would have done the hurt business. Same problem as RKO ultimate. Number four, can all belts going forward be shiny? Nicholas's belt looks dull 
like the Usos and should be like RKO Ultimate Edition belt. Steve said, next time we get to Kurt Angle Ultimate Edition, we are shooting for a new unique singlet torso. Got to figure that's going to be a minute though, right? Uh, Probably. Between Kurt Angle Ultimates? Eh, something like that. Yeah, I would think it's at least going to be another year or so. And yeah. I'm wondering, yeah, do you do a painted singlet or do you let, do the one like the Mr. Perfect? I wonder which direction they go. Yeah. See but how many it, complaints they get about the perfect, then they'll decide. Yeah. How are you liking the class singlets, Brian? Uh, I haven't seen it in perp- uh, or in person, but I like the, I actually look like the look of that perfect. And, you know, there were, times, there were times where he would uh, pull that down. Not often. It wasn't like Jerry Lawler where every time he got pissed, he would do it. But I mean, <laughs> uh, it seems like you'd, you'd see him do that uh, in a couple different matches. And I'm guessing with the rubber singlet, he could do that. I mean, he could do it with the cloth one too, but uh, just looking at the pictures, I like the looks of it, but I might yeah. be in the minority. Yeah. I'll know tomorrow. I'll have it in hand tomorrow. I plan to open it. So I just kind of want to see what that would can like, like you were saying, Brian, can you drop one of the sides down? You know, he wouldn't do it every match, but yeah, yeah, that would be a cool touch if you could do it with that. Yeah. And even if you have to like pull the arm out and move it down and put the arm back on, you know? Yeah. So hopefully it isn't so loose that you can pull it down over his arm. Hopefully you would have to remove the arm and put it back in, but yes. See. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got to ask you, Brian, we didn't get perfect as an LJN. But he seems to be one of those names that time frame wise would have slotted in perfectly. Yeah. If if you could have one name get made into an LJN that given the time frame they could have, they just didn't, would he be the guy or do you have another name you slot in for that? Oh, for me, it's uh just Butch Reed for me, just because of the uh, yes. one of the guys oh. from WrestleMania three. Plus I saw him uh three times in person and then he's uh he had uh I want to say he had 10 years on me. Maybe it was, uh, no, he was 20 years. He was born in 54, but he's got my same 7-Eleven birthday, just 20 years before me. So I had this little <laughs> little connection to seeing him wrestle at the first card I went to, the second card I went to, and the third card I went to. And he's just always been on my list. So I did get uh, Sin Bodhi made a custom resin one that I, I painted. And it's probably the favorite paint job I've done is a Butch Reed Um and where he's got, I put one red knee pad and one blue knee pad like he wore when I saw him and awesome. turned out really cool. So for, for some reason, that to me is one of the more toyetic, toyetic uh, figures out there is uh, Butch Reed, but perfect's right up there in the list too. Danny Davis as a ref would be uh, uh, high on my list also. So. Oh man. Could you imagine the beating that thing would take when we were kids? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved to have a Danny Davis. That is a great call. I've never heard that name mentioned out of uh, all the, the times we talked about names that could have been plugged into that line. You know, it's always brain busters and Mr. Perfect Dino Bravo. I've never Rujo's. heard anybody say Danny Davis. Yeah. Rujo's have been great too, but Danny Davis, great call. Yeah. He just, he was the, uh, the very first card I went to, he was the, uh, the specially appointed referee between Roddy Piper and uh, cowboy Bob Orton in the main event. And, uh, oh, and after nice. Roddy, after Roddy won the match, he actually forced Danny Davis to come over and, and announce to the crowd who had won the match. So it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was just a cool touch. So yeah, Butch Reed Love and that. Danny Davis are top of the list for me. Love that. That's awesome. So your birthday is July 11th. 7-Eleven. Yep. Best thing about your birthday is you get a free Slurpee every year. I've never done it. (laughs) I haven't done it yet. Nobody wants to wait in that line. (laughs) Just go buy your own Slurpee. (laughs) The next day, line's way shorter. I always get a cherry icy at the movies, so I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Next question came in from Davey. He said, hey, Steve, 
I read an answer from you saying the Monday Night Wars Ultimates won't have that logo on the packaging, but era logos instead, which is very cool. So am I right in thinking that one, Piper will have the WCW logo on, and number two, Brett will have the new gen WWE logo on. Thanks. Steve said Piper will have the WCW logo and event date on the spine. Brett will actually have the scratch logo as there was some misalignment on the entire date and his actual raw appearance plus his exit from the company happened the night the scratch logo debuted. Hmm. But these will have era specific logos and event dates on the spine throughout the line elites and ultimates later nitro based figures will have the final WCW logo new gen era figs will have the angled classic logo, etc. If you are MOC collector, you can display these bookend style in date chronological order. I love the touch for the MOC collectors, but displaying your figures like that is displaying a picture of a wrestler and not the figure itself. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get it if you're space limited, but I I want to see the figure. I, I mean, you can see behind me, like, that's there are no sides of boxes. Like, yeah, an MOC, but, like, you're seeing all the figures, right? Like, I, I can't do the side. I've seen it done, and it, that's cool. Like, space limited, I get it. But man, I want to see the figure. I can't get past the Chappelle poster behind you. So that <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> me too. That's why I put it up there. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. That rounds out the news. Scott, we've got a special nostalgia segment. We are not doing elites. We'll take a little bit of a break on those until next week. But Brian requested LJ and Bendy's for this. So what do you say we jump into it? Let's jump in. Yes, sir. We're going back in time for nostalgia. We're going back in time, time, time. Nostalgia. Before we get into the nostalgia segment, we want everybody to head on over to wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. What we want you guys to do this week is go to the WWF section yes i said wwf section go to the ljn line and for series go look for the bendies and follow along as scott is going to read off this list and it's an extensive list so stick with us on this but follow along and look at these beauties as scott reads them off again that's all over at wrestlingfiguredatabase.com Brian, I have an idea of why you wanted to talk about these, but uh, what made you choose these? Oh, just the uh, one of the real nostalgic toy lines out there. Like I say, the very first wrestling figure I ever got was uh, the Ronnie Piper Bendy, and I had uh, all 18 plus the 19th figure that came with the cage match uh, challenge. So just figured it'd be a fun figure to look at or fun figure line to look at with you guys for sure. Oh, 100%, man. And you know what the best thing about these is most of these, I'm not going to say all, but most of these still have their paint on them because a lot of kids didn't play with these. So, uh, you know, you can get these for a good price and we'll have most of the paint on them. So, yeah, and only like one or two of mine have the uh, the wire coming, you know, that's uh, poking through a wrist. So, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so there's an underwire yeah. on these things. I'll see if I can... Uh, 
show you what I'm talking about, where if you uh, oh, yeah, yeah. get a little bit too involved with these, that wire can can break through. So I've got a Macho Man where that I got secondhand that, uh, or actually it's the one I had as a kid. So they make one Macho Man that has the stars on the trunks, and then the one I had as a kid doesn't have the stars on the trunks. Oh, okay. Had as a kid has uh, the uh, wire underneath poking through on his on his wrist on one of mine. So for the most part, they hold up pretty well. I hate when the wire pops out of my wrist. All right, Scott, <laughs> are you ready for some hot bendy action? Yeah. So I guess the way to break this down is I'll go through the released individual figures first, and then we'll get into the tag team sets that came out. We'll talk a little bit about, as Brian mentioned, the uh, the caged match challenge. And then there were some unreleased items uh, be it vehicles and figures that we never even got to see. So let's get into it with the singles figures. First up, we have, as Jeff, you put in the notes here, the heels. Yep. We had Big John Stud. And these were basically the same as the LJNs, just shrunken down. Yeah. And and you could actually pose them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, these were supposed to be what the LJNs were going to be. And the retailers liked the, the full-blown models that were taken in by the salespeople so much they decided to run with those instead. Yeah. They, so when they took in the two ups and a lot of people were like, Hey, we just want the two ups. We want those big rubber guys. No pun yeah, intended. Honestly was a great call. That was absolutely the right decision because I remember the first time I saw an LJN, it was the size of the figure that caught my attention, the size of the packaging, everything was like just bigger than everything else, which that's the way wrestling should be. Right. It's, it's bigger than all the other toys out there. And that's what caught my eye. Great call for an 80s toy line. The size of their packages caught your eye. Next up on the heels list. <laughs> what? What did I say? Why do I invite you on the show every week, dude? You're just <laughs> so inappropriate. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was no, you're not. You're gonna do it again next week and the week took, after. It took everything in me to try to get that out without laughing, and then I laughed at the end. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you did so great. <laughs> I did so good until the end. Yeah, All right. you're a regular Jimmy Fallon, dude. Well done. <laughs> God, don't ever. Me to <laughs> Back to our heels list. <laughs> Big John Stud, the great Bobby Heenan, Brutus Beefcake who there was a prototype out of him in the black and yellow tights. Yes. Which that would have been awesome because to get a variant in the bendy outside of what was their full size LJN would have been great. Right. Because to me, that's kind of perceived value. You're getting a different looking figure from, you know, your run of the mill, which you could find on the pegs. I wish they had done that. That would have been awesome. Or put like Paul Orndorff in blue trunks, you know, something different. And as Scott said, these are basically <laughs> shrunken down LJNs. So whatever right. you saw the LJNs in, this is what these guys were in. So it was almost the same exact thing. Yeah. And and to that point, even the cards that um, the, the first original series were on were essentially shrunken down LJN cards all the way down to the red sticker that had the wrestler's name on it. Subsequent series had a card back that looked like kind of a gym, like mm -hmm. a training gym, like out of a Rocky movie, uh, kind of a gym set up with a ring and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, the two packs, the tag teams had that card back on there. The one with the gym. Yes, correct. And then the first ones, they actually had a belt in the middle of the writing and it looked like the television title or Hogan's second title, because technically right. he won the green belt first. Yes. But then he had that shrunken and, uh, that, uh, NWA TV title look. Right. So that was in the middle of the writing and the cards. So, 
Anyways. And we never got any title belts for these figures, unfortunately. That would have been a cool touch as well. Should have come with the cage. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Moving on, we got the Iron Sheik, Jesse the Body Ventura, King Kong Bundy, Nikolai Volkov, Macho Man Randy Savage, Brian's favorite, Roddy Piper, and Paul Orndorff. That rounds out the heels. Getting into the faces, we had Andre the Giant. Now, Jeff, this was not the dumpster fire Andre face. This was the short hair Andre. Correct. They it was the shorter hair Andre. I think the second blue trunks Andre. Yeah, exactly. Captain Lou, Corporal Kirshner, George the Animal Steel, Hillbilly Jim, Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, who had a molded on silver chain, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, so if you look at it, the only uh, one that they missed out of the original nine, of course, they didn't have long hair Andre, but Snooka was gone by 86, so they didn't make uh, yep. Snooka. And then the the glaring absence is from uh, 1985, not having Greg Valentine. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, they had Beefcake, but no Valentine. And then, yeah, uh, yeah so you basically have uh, four figures from uh, 85, uh, seven from uh, uh 1984 and then the other seven are from 86 i always count andre with the short hair as an 86 because i think he's got that stamped on the back of his ljn but uh and then of course the second hogan with the blue knee pads that came with that steel cage challenge uh did you guys have the steel cage challenge i know we haven't gotten to that yet but did you guys have that growing up too we We did did. yeah we got it for christmas one year and it was always interesting that hogan was scaled up bigger than the first hulk hogan that came out the one that was on the single card it was so weird but like it was so unique because one he was scaled up two he had on the blue knee pads it was just it was different but kind of cool because it was different from every hogan that we had gotten up to that point outside of popey but we didn't know about popey but it you know it wasn't red knee pads it was blue knee pads it threw that thing into a whole different realm and that's what I was kind of saying with the Bendies is it would have been great if they had done repaints away from what their uh, standard LJN looked like. Mm-hmm. I wish that they would have put Junkyard Dog in baby blue or Paul Orndorff in dark blue or even white. His white look was pretty iconic as well. Um, just a different look. I, I think that that would have kind of dressed up the Bendies and made them really stand apart. Um, but it, it, essentially, these were all just shrunken down versions of what you got with the eight inch figure. Yeah, and Hogan, uh, I got this uh, the cage match challenge for Christmas 86, and it was only, I think it was November 30th, um, 86, they had the Saturday Night's Main Event where Hogan was wearing the blue knee pads when he faced Hercules on Saturday Night's Main Event. So it made it made perfect sense seeing that match, and then a month later, getting the steel cage challenge with him in the blue knee pads. But that's the only time I remember seeing him in the blue knee pads was versus Hercules in that Saturday Night's Main Event match. So, And Brian, an interesting, uh, Jeff and I had never seen this before, but an interesting thing about that Hogan with the blue knee pads, uh, Jeff mentioned he's taller than the other Bendy's, but you've got a version with crossed eyes. Yeah, and I've, I've seen it on a couple others too, but somehow whoever was putting the uh, the blue pupil on the eyes, mine are uh, definitely cross-eyed. And so, like I said, <laughs> mine, mine's not the only one like that, but I remember being a little disappointed as a kid that mine had crossed eyes. So <laughs> I, I had heard Shawn Michaels painted that. Okay, dude. I'm sorry. Okay. I am sorry. I am you sorry. You are just, okay. I'm sorry. You can't take no, me not. anywhere. You cannot We take really me. can't. We really can't because then you do things like this and it's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. You laughed at that. I did. Shame on me. (laughs) Uh, We also had some two packs. Uh, These two packs were Captain Lou and George Steele, Nikolai Volkov in the Iron Sheik, 
Macho Man Randy Savage and Jesse the Body Ventura, King Kong Bundy and Big John Stud, Hulk Hogan and Junkyard Dog, and finally, Ricky Steamboat and Corporal Kirshner. You know what's funny is most of these made sense up until Steamboat and Kirshner. It's like, why did they pair that one two together, you know? But Well, okay, but you had to watch to know the pairing of Savage and Ventura. You had to listen to commentary to understand why they teamed those two up. But you're right. Steamboat and Kirshner was like, really? But they, I, I kind of get it because they had to throw the last two in there somewhere. And, yeah, yeah. But everybody else makes sense. Right. Not, these two don't make sense. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. And as we've been talking about, they had the Steel Cage Challenge. That did come with the Hogan and Nikolai. And that came with, let me get to my notes here. It came with the ring, the cage, a bell, two ring pounders, which were essentially the sides of the rings had holes. And it was this plastic contraption you put under the ring and you could bash the other side of it so that it would make the mat pop up and down. Yeah. And the figures would just bounce around in there. So yeah, exactly. So I guess that was their version of making the sling them fling them ring. So the stuff bounced around in there, but I don't think any kid ever played with those. I did. I remember just a little bit and it's like, okay, this is kind of lame. They're just bouncing around in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This gimmick is like Outback Jack. It sucks. So yeah. those got tossed aside. The bell was cool because you like pushed it down and then had a little timer on it. The yeah. bell was cool. The cage was great. Um, the inclusion of that big Hogan was just, oh man, that's awesome. Blue knee pads. So cool. So did you, mine, mine came with Volkov, but um, I've heard they came with Hogan on all of them. And some of them came with a different figure other than Volkov. Is that what yours came with also? Yeah, we got Volkov as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, maybe, we did. Maybe I heard wrong and it, they were all Hulk and, and Volkov. Who knows? No, I'd love to hear who else would have come with that. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just threw a different villain in there. Maybe Sheik or Bundy or, or somebody else. Um, Bundy but, would have made the most sense. Yeah. And then they could have given it big blue. That was also interesting is to see the big blue steel cage come with the uh, standard or be an accessory for the standard LJNs and then have the gray, uh, more uh, uh, common uh, fence like uh, cage on this steel cage challenge that was like all the other promotions were using and like WWF used other than big blue. So, yeah. And unfortunately, we never got a Snooka or a Morocco to have in that cage. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to that point, we did have some unreleased bendies. We saw pictures of these. There were prototypes made. They never got released. That would have been Tito Santana, Magnificent Don Morocco, Terry Funk, and Bruno San Martino. Tito looked great, too. I mean, again, it's the scaled-down version of his LJN, but, I mean, it still looked great. And I don't know what it is, but these they all look great. Yeah. Uh, Bundy looks a little weird with his arms straight down. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah. looking, but I will it say. It looks like a Chris Farley and fat guy in a little coat <laughs> where he does that in, <laughs> where he's doing that little dance. <laughs> but yeah, it is a weird pose. However, they all, the rest of them all look really good. But it's interesting. Like Brian brought up a great point that there's no Valentine to go with beefcake, not even in the unreleased prototypes. They mm-hmm. didn't make Valentine. It's like, Why'd you leave Greg off this list? He was heavily featured on TV. If you look at the 86, you know, the ones that were in the 86 LJN line that they didn't make as bendies, there's no bulldogs in those prototypes. They don't have the other managers like Blassie and Jimmy Hart, but they did have, you know, Tito, Bruno, um, uh, Don Morocco and Terry Funk. So, I mean, they almost hit that whole 
first three years of LJNs with the, uh, you know, the plans for the Bendies aside from those managers, but, but no Bulldogs and, and no Greg Valentine. So to me, the, like I say, the glaring absence is probably uh, Valentine. Yeah, definitely. You're right. Well, let's kind of think, when would they have started work on these? What year? If they came out around Christmas, because we all got them around Christmas of 86. Yeah, so they, I was going to say Christmas 86 is when we got them. So these were in production probably in sometime in 85 well, or early. Yes, maybe they had them started in 84 and they had a bunch of inventory and they're like, well, the big ones took off. We've got all these in storage. Let's pull Good them point. out. In fact, we screwed up and made this ultra big Hogan. So let's include <laughs> him with the cage match. And, you know, <laughs> well, Good point. well, they threw Steamboat in there. He was in the second series, second mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Uh, uh, third, 86. So 86. yeah. Yep. I'm thinking that maybe the Bulldogs weren't out in time for them to make the cut or maybe they would have been the same series as, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, Tito and, uh, uh, Savage. And, that is true. Uh, that is and true. Jesse and Bobby. And so, yeah, maybe it was just something where I, who knows? Yeah. Not sure why they didn't do the Bulldogs, man, but how cool would that have been? Had we got a heart foundation. Oh man, that would have been really cool. The other th- thing is on these prototypes, if you're looking at wrestling figure database, they've got Morocco and San Martino and Tito Santana all have their uh, socks painted in and no no other Bendies have socks painted in. My, my Rowdy Piper has socks on it, but they didn't paint them on the figure itself. So uh, just cool. I, I know they do a little bit more detail on the prototypes sometimes, but right. just, some, just something when you sent me these uh, pictures off wrestling figure database that I hadn't really paid attention to before. And also the Terry Funk has a cowboy hat in the, in mm-hmm. the picture, no branding iron, but it would have been cool to have an accessory with these figures. None of the bandies had uh, removable hats or anything. You know, Nikolai right. had the hat, but it didn't remove. And and JYD had the chain and, and dog collar, but it's a great big silver dog collar instead of the yeah. removable. So anyway. Brian, refresh my memory. Have you had ring skirts on your show? Yes, sir. Yeah, Nate's. Nate's okay, ice. yes, you did. All right. Because stuff like that, the accessories and the socks and all that stuff is stuff he also pays attention to. So. Yes. I, I need to go back and listen to that episode, but I could just imagine you two going back and forth on stuff like that, ping ponging back and forth on stuff. Oh, like yeah. and details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nate, I've had Nate on uh, two or three times now. I have one more, okay. uh, one more scheduled uh, in about a week and a half. So looking forward to talking to him again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to remember if you had him on, but nice. Uh, awesome. Awesome guy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah one of the Nate. coolest dudes. Yeah. Uh, and Scott, we were supposed to get vehicles. Vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing that this would have gone along with the uh, rock or the the cartoon, rock and wrestling, rock and wrestling. Yeah, yeah, the rock and wrestling cartoon. Uh, there were going to be two cars and four motorcycles. Yep. Which the Bundy three three wheeler really stands out to me. <laughs> <laughs> if people check this out at wrestlingfiguredatabase.com, um, Dylan did such a hell of a job on this site. I just love it, and thanks so much, Dylan, for all your hard work. But uh, Hulk and Roddy have these. Uh, Hulk has a, a classic car. Uh, Roddy has a hot rod. And then the four bikes, Hulk and Roddy each have a motorcycle, JYD, and uh, King Kong Bundy has a three-wheeler. And so, yeah, these would have been a lot of fun to have. So Totally. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. Maybe, maybe someday somebody will uh, revisit that. Who knows? More than likely not, but it would be cool. <laughs> that would be so great if they could bring out a rock and wrestling line. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would be such a fan of that. I think a lot of people have been begging for that. Well, there was oh. somebody that was making um, limited runs and they were almost like statues mm-hmm. of the rock and wrestling guys. They did like Andre, they did Bobby Heenan. I think they did Hogan. 
And they were just so fantastic. And it gets you thinking like, man, it would be so awesome if like, I don't know, like Super 7 or something could get these guys and do them in three and three quarter inch scale. Like just something to to have from that show, you know, because that was such a fun cartoon. And Jason Wolf's got some artwork with it too. And, you know, that he's done, I, I believe. So yeah, he'd be a, another guy to to hit up for something in the rock and wrestling style for sure. Yeah, Definitely. his his LJN Galoobs right now. Oh my god. So cool. Yeah. Oh, the nasty boys that he just did for Breaker's birthday. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I saw this today. Awesome. Oh Jesus, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I told I told Breaker that I'm jealous of him that I contributed to that because I want them. <laughs> nice. All right, we do have some eBay prices. Some of these are carded. Some of them are not. You can probably tell by the prices which ones are carded, but. We'll start with the heels and go with Big John Stud. Last sold eBay listing September 30th for $139.99 on a buy it now. Man, and then you look at that price tag on the one on Wrestling Figure Database and it's like $2.89. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) The good old days. (laughs) The car did have some residue in the upper right-hand corner. It looked like somebody was trying to take off a sticker or something and it left some residue. Gotcha. Uh, Bobby Heenan, which was not carded, last sold eBay listing September twenty fourth for twenty nine dollars with thirteen bids. Clean Jeff, was it a? It was a clean Heenan. It was a clean. Nice. Brutus Beefcake, last sold eBay listing October third for three hundred and fifty dollars on a buy it now. Wow, I Definitely. have I have no idea why that was three fifty. Wow, three hundred and fifty dollars for a carded bendy, dude. I don't, I, I don't know if it was error. I don't know what it was. I was kind of rushing through trying to get all the prices because there was quite a few figures in here. But wow, yeah, I kind of my eyes kind of perked up when it was three fifty for sure. I haven't been paying attention to Bendy's pricing, and I was kind of shocked when you sent me those. So I was shocked, dude. You should have seen my face when I saw that one. I was like, wait, what? Holy crap! Like that's more expensive than his regular LJN, dude. Right. Yeah. Iron Sheik, which was not carded September 19th for $6.99 on two bids. Jesse Ventura, which was carded, last sold eBay listing September 25th for $38.05 on 15 bids. King Kong Bundy, last sold eBay listing October 1st for $9.99. Nikolai Volkov, September 25th for $20.50 on five bids. That one was carded. Macho Man, last sold eBay listing September 28th. Seller originally wanted $450, but accepted $400. Your eyes said it all, Scott. What? Last sold eBay listing was September 25th. Seller originally wanted $450, Uh -uh. but accepted $400. And the reason I know that was because 130point.com. They do show sold eBay listings. Not signed by Macho Man. Not signed by Macho Man. You think we're in COVID prices right now? Well, I'm wondering, are, are these things really rare? Are carded samples of these that rare? I mean, you're talking like Hasbro prices there. You're talking like low production LJN number carded there. That's, mm-hmm. ex- holy crap. I don't remember these things being rare as a kid. These were all over the place. They were. That's why I'm wondering if maybe just the carded samples aren't, well, aren't the, prevalent. Uh, unless everybody that got a Macho Man popped them open. So a of car- course, a carded one. You know, is extremely rare. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are there just not a lot of samples of these out there? When they pop up, people are just shelling out mad cash for them. Yeah, it could be. Holy crap! Maybe, wow. maybe they're just getting more and more rare the the longer time goes by. So that could know. be. But I, if you I, think I, about I, like I, toy shows that you've gone to, right? How many times have you seen a carded bendy? 
haven't been to a ton of toy shows. So, but I, oh. you know, just in the last, I remember seeing seven, eight years ago, it seemed like he used to be able to get a carded bendy for 50 bucks, you know? So now <laughs> hearing these prices, it's like, wow. So Brian, yeah, you're going I to haven't have, seen him. Brian, you're going to a toy show with Scott and I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but you are. <laughs> and, and we're going to drag Tim along too. Oh, that'd be, oh, yeah. that'd be so fun. Yep. Just forty year old horseman. Yeah. Uh, the over 40 horsemen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Date in place. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ride into Concord. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Uh, Roddy Piper. Did I say that one? No. Uh, no. No. Roddy Piper, Brian's favorites. Last sold eBay listing September 1st for $44 on 12 bids. Wow, just open? Uh, that one was. I think that one was carded, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, good deal then for somebody. Yeah. Paul Orndorff last sold eBay listing September 24th for $9.95. That one was open. Audrey the Giant last sold September 25th for $32 on six bids. That one was carded. Captain Lou last sold September 9th for $24.96. Corporal Kirshner last sold eBay listing September 14th for $20. George the Animal Steel last sold eBay listing was August 20th. The seller wanted $100, but accepted $50. Seems like bad negotiating. <laughs> Half? Really? I know, right? Couldn't meet in the middle at 75 or something? Yeah, right? Was there a counter offer at any point? He's like, fine. Take Dude, it for half. Had to pay his electric bill or something. <laughs> I guess so, huh? And, all right, I'll take 50 bucks. Yeah, that that sounds. That seems more in line to me, 50 bucks for a yeah, card. Exactly, deal, yeah. You know? well, that yeah. seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah I agree. Hillbilly Jim last sold eBay listing August 30th for 56 bucks on 10 bids. Hulk Hogan last sold eBay listing July 22nd for $160 carded. Wow. That's insane to me that these things are going for that much. As I said, dude, these guys were popped open immediately. So, you know, there's not many out there. I mean, how many kids kept their Hogan on package or on card? Not I many. know none. None. Yeah. Dude, we should have just kept these in the package and admired them. I guarantee had we done that, we would not have a podcast today. <laughs> no, we'd be sitting there like billionaires going, yeah, who was the smart ones, jerk? Yeah, right. Like when our podcast would be, I remember sitting, holding this card and this figure in my lap and just looking at it and not doing anything with it and wishing I could play with it. Show done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last Episode three. one and final. <laughs> Uh, JYD last sold eBay listing July 19th for $34.99. Ricky Steamboat last sold eBay listing September 8th for $14.99. And that is all the eBay listings. So do you think, because all of the old lines are coming back, right? Remco's, LJN's, uh, the Hasbro. There's all these lines that are coming back, except it seems like Galoob, right? Is somebody going to do bendies? Like, yeah, the major, uh, the major brothers did. Major figure podcasts. Uh, uh, they've the, got, are those a little bigger or? Because yeah, they're a little beefier. They're more like the just toys, right? The just they're toys. More like the, they're more like the 95 bendums. And I know what Scott's saying is he, when you think of bendums, he wants the shrunken down LJNs. Yeah, and, like the superposable, like these guys were the softer rubber. Like, yeah, I I'm wondering it's... if anybody is going to revisit these instead of like the just toys. Yeah, they're they're close, 
but there are some differences. Uh, uh, there are, there are a lot of differences. Like these ones were movable and the, and now granted the 95 ones were, but it wasn't, I don't know. It just wasn't as flexible if that makes sense. Yeah. It was, it was a different posability with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And no, I love the just toys bendums. Don't get me wrong. Those are fantastic, but I have a lot of love for these bendies as well. So I don't know. Just kind of wondering if somebody's going to go in that direction. Just need a backer. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And a big pile of names to pick from. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brian, thank you for uh, taking us back to the bendy days. Ah, uh, thanks. Thanks so much for having me on the show, man. It's been uh, very fun, Jeff and Scott. I really appreciate you guys. Oh, thanks for coming on, man. We had a blast. I could yeah. do this all the time. Seriously, like this is what the show is all about. It's just us old guys getting together, talking about figures that we grew up with, and you know, it, it's crazy how old guys like us can sit and bond over toys, right? And just <laughs> totally. shared memories and just, just great childhood times playing with these things. And look at the community it created. Oh man, you know, it's, it's so much fun just sitting around talking like this and going over great memories. And Brian, thanks for coming on, dude. This is always hey, fun. Thanks so much. And so thankful to uh, you guys and all the other guys in the community. It's been a blast. Yeah. Well, as I said, you're going to a toy show. There's going to be one in Stockton. It's a winter con. Oh, yeah, just text me the date and uh I'll uh I'll and, we'll, and text him the date. We'll try and hook up. That sounds yep. awesome. All four of us will be heading all four of us are heading over there. We'll have our walkers because we're very old. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pop our aspirins in the morning. <laughs> Drink our joint juice so our limbs don't get sore. Uh so Becky and uh I'm sorry, not Becky, Trish and Lita are gonna be there. Yes. Oh, cool. So yeah, so I've got a two pack to get signed that I'm not gonna have to take to WrestleCon now. Nice. Lucky you, dude. It was crazy. We just mentioned that last week. That yeah, I'm gonna take the two pack to WrestleCon. Literally the next day, Stockton Con announces their Winter Con, which just happens to be on my birthday weekend. Uh, Trish and Lita gonna be at Stockton Con, which I'm like, awesome. That saves me having a haul stuff to Philadelphia. So yeah, looking forward to it. And now Brian get to hang out with you and Tim. It's gonna be a blast, dude. Yeah. When when is Stockton Con anyway? December, uh, February. Uh, it's February. Oh, cool. Uh, the last weekend of February. Oh, perfect. Yeah, as long as it's not uh, interfering with the no, the Super Bowl. Niners are already be like three weeks into their Super Bowl parade, so it should be cool. Yeah, <laughs> <Ready>. <laughs> man, they're looking strong. Holy crap! Uh, barring injury, I'm I'm pretty excited. So yeah, we'll fingers crossed, man, because that's what did them in last year. Otherwise, I think they'd have another Super Bowl trophy. Uh, in the case. Me too. You and me both. Oh, you're well. ca- we'll you're calling your shot now, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm confident. And you should with that. <laughs> Only been 29 years. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, was that the last one? Yeah, I mean, and I did, there was. Uh, they won the 29th Super Bowl, and then here we are, 29 years later. Yep. Ah, uh, see. Yeah. Hey, they've got the offense and the defense to go. So. Fingers yep. crossed. Yep. But that does round out the show. We also want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can find the <laughs> carded and loose prices for LGN's Gloobs, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and retros so if you're on the hunt for any of those figures and you want to get the fair market value head on over to wrestling toy tracker.com all right brian since you are our guest of honor i'll have you announce your podcast first go for it oh so if you want to listen to legendary wrestling figures i've got uh, 11 guests counting jeff and scott and they all have gone over most of the 1984 ljm line so you can hear ratings from jeff scott and nine other guys as well as a lot of the uh, wrestling fandom talk from all the guests and a little bit of uh, Andre the Giant. 
and the uh, <laughs> impression that I do with Andre. So it's uh, it's good fun, and uh, I, I'd love for you to check it out sometime if you have time. What's that, Andre? Oh Jesus Christ! No, dude, don't. Is that the clothes? No, this is KBW. Is that Andre? KBW. I'm not KBW. You don't know the KBWs? I've heard KBW. I don't know him. Oh, I'm a big fan of yours, Andre. It's a it's a honor to be on uh on the show with you, my show. I'm leaving. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Yes, yes, you are. You are very. Uh, I know that you have been drunk many, many of times, Andre. Stumbling. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> all right get out of here dude we got to finish yeah, please send it back to his kennel <laughs> done with that guy oh, man. thank you guys so much <laughs> no problem also we want you to check out the rumble wheel with brian and daniel cross tb toy cast with breaker and myself and this past week we went over <gasps> muppet babies muppet babies yeah we went over muppet babies this past week wait uh, the cartoon no not that we talked a little bit about the cartoon no the um uh, the, the the McDonald's toys. Oh, happy Happy Meal toys. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, in fact, I told the story uh, first time I ever saw that commercial because they were advertising Happy Meal com- uh, toys. We were here at this house, and Mom was in the kitchen. Grandma was cleaning. I forget where you were, Scott, but anyways, uh, the commercial came on, and I ran into the kitchen. I was all, "Mom, we got to go to McDonald's now!" <laughs> like Happy Meal toys now. And she goes, "Well, I'm making <laughs> I'm making lunch for Grandma and us." And I, I, she's all, "We'll have to go for dinner tonight." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." So we go to McDonald's over at the greenhouse. We get into the drive-through, and Mom goes up and she goes, "Which Happy Meal toys do you have?" And they had the one from the previous month. Mm-hmm. And mom goes, they don't have the Muppet babies. And I was pissed. Like, <laughs> I, I make this joke on TV Toycast. I was like, you know, the food tastes even worse. The, <laughs> the fries are salty and so am I. You know, stuff like that. I always make that joke. <laughs> but they didn't have the Muppet babies and I was pissed. And so anyways, I got to school a couple days later and the kids were like, no, no, they got the Muppet babies now. So like, get home that night. And we're like, mom, got to go eat McDonald's again. So we went over there and sure enough, I I think it was Miss Piggy I got first or whatever. Anyway, you loved the Muppet Babies as a kid. Oh, dude. Like that was your jam. You did love some Muppet Babies. It was part of that Saturday morning Rolodex. Yep. It it was Muppet Babies, uh, whatever was on Channel 7, because it'd be like, after these messages, we'll be right. But, you know, that stuff, whatever was on that. And then 10 a.m. was WWF. Yeah. Yeah. That was a hard shutdown for the cartoons was 10 a.m. for us. Oh, hard shutdown. Immediately Channel 2, boom. Yep. Wrestling mode. And then once wrestling was over, then we go outside and play until NWA came on. Yep. 305 had to be back in front of the TV. So anyways, this past week we were talking about Happy Meal uh, Muppet Babies on the TV Toy Cast. Also check out the PPW podcast as well. They're back with some new shows and they got a new show that just dropped this past Thursday. Check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. Also check out Joe and Jordan over at the Stolen Gimmicks podcast. We got Soda and Ethan within the Marbles pod. And by the way, we recorded a thing for Soda's birthday and I forgot to send it over. So we're going to be like three weeks behind on Soda's birthday. (laughs) So like I I just make put it in the can and send it to him for his next birthday. (laughs) He turned 40, so you should be ready for disappointment. So So I think it starts now. I think it's one. I think at one point Scott's all happy 40th birthday. So I'm going to dub over next week, next year. I'm going to be like happy 40, 
first birthday. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Got to remember that. Send that over next year. Yeah. It could be an on-running joke. I just forget to send it over. <laughs> Wait till his 50th. Yeah, exactly. Hey, dude, remember when you were 40? We recorded oh, yeah. this for you. <laughs> also, check out the Work the Arm podcast with Jeff and Jamie. Pod subject to change with Nick Dunham and his two kids discussing wrestling from all eras from 80s to current day. That's pod subject to change. We got Ryan Buds doing trivia with Buds. 10 questions every single day on random stuff, but check out trivia with Buds. We got the Chick Foley show, RJ with Ringside Rant. EJ and Rucker doing boots the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life and Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And Scott, is it coming back soon? Yeah, we're actually recording the roast next weekend. Oh, the roast is next weekend? Yeah, the roast is next weekend. Um, I don't know when that's going to drop, but we're going to be recording another episode right after that. And that'll be our first show back. So I think that's coming up uh, last weekend of October, if I'm not mistaken, from what Eddie said. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, so the roast, I think, is going to be either second week of November or the round Thanksgiving. And if you listen to Drunk Wrestling History with your kids, that's awesome. You got to tune in for the roast. What? No, dude, no. What? No, it's like Hood Slam. Don't bring your kids. Hood Slam's another independent promotion out here, but it is completely off the rails, Brian. <laughs> that's so crazy. I don't, I don't know if you would be up your alley. I it, it, Yeah, anyways. Yeah, Cornette would hate it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> he would call it a mud show. <laughs> it is a mud show, technically. <laughs> uh, anyways, I can't wait for Drunk Wrestling History and listen, listen with your damn kids. No, do not. That I is a kids. great slogan for you guys. <laughs> that's our next shirt. Dude, seriously, it is, man. (laughs) (laughs) That nobody will buy. I know. All right, Scott, roll call. (laughs) Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. Jeff mentioned his customs earlier. If you want some great looking custom Hasbros, custom Galoobs, custom LJNs that are the size of Hasbros and Galoobs, got to check out Jason Wolf. His social media, the art of Jason Wolf. You will not be disappointed. Artwork, custom figures, the man can do it all. Go check him out. Jason Wolf, that's W-U-L-F. And of course, Jeff, the great Steve Hoker over at T Public. You're looking for the store called Starman and Jay. He's got some great stuff over there. He's got crows. He's got a stretch stew. He's got a bunch of stuff from all of our podcast buddies. Go check it out. All of the proceeds go to a great charity. It's worth your time. Give it a look. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. Hey, Scott, did you understand what Andre was saying? I couldn't understand him. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. We're wrapping up. Jeff, do your job. Banish him. I, I know. He's back to his kennel. <laughs> thank you. All right. Anyways. Brian, no, honestly, we wanted to thank you uh, sincere, sincerely for us, from us over here to you. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you for doing the LJM podcast. And I said this on your show, but um, thank you for shining a light on those beautiful, beautiful LJN figures that were our childhood, man. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Those figures meant so much to Scott and I and it's good to see someone shining a light on it, such as yourself doing that. We're doing what you're doing. So thank you from us over here to you, man. Hey, right back at you. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me on. And thanks for, uh, Oh, all that you guys do really appreciate you. We don't do much, dude. It's not that it's not. Uh, (laughs) Jeff does most of it to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of show up and talk. (laughs) I mean, it's it's really nothing, dude, but we appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks dude. Honestly, like, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Scott, for episode 402, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting.
I want to thank Brian one more time for being on. And thank you to everybody listening to 402. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.